Episode number 41, taking it to the Max Sports Podcast with your hosts, Max Murphy. NFL Week 1 gave us a lot. A lot to unpack here. Um, some unfortunate news for the Jets. Some good news for other teams. How they looked Week 1. Not the Vikings. Looked really poorly. Now shooting this podcast hours before they have to go, unfortunately, into Philadelphia. The team where they went into Week 2 last year, around this time, and got their ass kicked. Uh, there's no other way around it. Kirk Cousins was careless with the ball, um, especially in the red zone, hoping to clean up those and fix those mistakes um, this time going into Philadelphia. But it's going to be a brutal environment, um, a almost better team than they had last year, even though they made it to the Super Bowl, end up losing to the Chiefs. But this Philly Eagles team is good. Don't take too much away from them going into New England on Brady's uh, special night and barely sneaking out of there. Because anytime you have to go into New England, it's tough. Uh, that defense will always be good. They'll always cause problems. Um, and the Eagles snuck out of there. Almost blew, uh, I believe, 20-0 to zero lead um, that they got early in that game. But Thursday night football, Vikings at the Eagles. Hopefully it's a different result than last year, week two but I don't see it being one. Um, as much as I'm optimistic and want the Vikings to start the season one and one after a horrible loss at home versus Tampa Bay where Baker Mayfield uh, came into U.S. Bank Stadium and called one of the cornerbacks little, needed to gain some weight, uh, took over the game. Can't believe I'm saying that. Uh, as big of a Baker hater that I am, he simply just went to U.S. Bank Stadium and dominated the defense, which I thought would be better under Brian Flores. Turns out it's not, and it's going to have some problems against Philadelphia tonight. Um, not having Marcus Davenport, he's questionable for the game. He really needs to play to apply some pressure on Jalen Hurts. Uh, going to have to keep a spy. Our linebackers are not the best. Secondary did not look great. Um, even though you're covering Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, some other weapons for Tampa Bay. You have to be able to hold that team under 21 points, keep your team in the game. Offense didn't help out either, but this one could get ugly. However, there's some injuries on the Philadelphia side tonight, which will help the Vikings. Um, looks like N'Kobe Dean is going to be out for some time. Really good linebacker. Uh, Reed Blankenship, their safety. And then James Bradbury their cornerback, who is a first-team All-Pro last year. If these get – well, they, those three guys are confirmed that they're out tonight. I think there could be some fireworks in the city of brotherly love tonight. Over 49 points. Look for it because I think the Vikings, uh, when they play a team with weapons such as, even though he's a rookie, Jordan Asson, and even though it's against the pick, Jordan, the draft pick, Jordan Asson, K.J. Osborne, T.J. Hawkinson, and, of course, the best wide receiver in the National Football League, Justin Jefferson. You better have a healthy and good secondary. And with James Bradbury, Reed Blake and Chip, and N'Kobe Dean being out, N'Kobe Dean could help out with T.J. Hawkinson. Now he's not there to help out with him. Um, Bradbury would obviously be all over J.J. or um, – Jordan Asson, but those guys are out. So I think the Vikings can put up some points in this game, at least 21 points, um, 21 to 30 points, especially a humid humiliating loss at home. 
Uh, they're going to clean up some mistakes going to Philadelphia. Hope to keep it close. I don't know if they'll cover six or seven or 10 or 20, but I think they'll put up enough points for this over 49 to hit. Um, I hope they keep it close. I hope they win. Staying optimistic, as always, Skull. Let's get into post-week one power rankings. So last week, um, I came out with my preseason power rankings. Uh, I had some questionable ones in there. Turns out, after week one, I thought the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were going to get killed. A little bit biased there uh, by the Vikings. That didn't happen. Um Cardinals looked as good as I thought they could, especially with Josh Dobbs as their quarterback. But preseason, um, starting from 32 to 1, I had the Buccaneers, the Commanders. Um, at the Buccaneers the, at 32, then the Commanders, the Cardinals, the Texans, the Colts at 28. 27, I had the Panthers, 26, the Raiders, 25. The Tennessee Titans, 24, the Bears, 23, the Falcons, 22, the Steelers, 21, the Seahawks. I was low on them for a reason. Uh, New England Patriots at 20, Vikings at 19, Packers 18, Rams 17, Broncos 16, Giants 15, Cleveland Browns 14, New Orleans Saints 13, New York Jets 12, Detroit Lions 11, Buffalo Bills 10, Jacksonville Jaguars 9, Cincinnati Bengals number 8, Seven, the Chargers. Six, the 49ers. Five, the Dolphins. Four, the Cowboys. Three, the Ravens. Two, the Eagles. And at number one, I had the Chiefs before they kicked off against the Lions to, um, for the 58th season of the NFL. Um, some things changed from those power rankings to these power rankings. I want to get into it a little bit. So this week, I dropped the Texans. From 29 last week to 32 this week, uh, we knew that there'd be some struggles. Rookie had rookie quarterback, uh, second year head coach. They had some great draft picks. Um, I think they have some dudes on this team, especially on defense. They got a couple guys: Derek Stingley, their first round pick last year, and then Will Anderson, their first round pick this year. Um, and then on offense, I think Damian Pierce with Devin Singletary adds a good enough rushing offense especially with Laramie Tunsil at left tackle and then some good young wide receivers um Mechie obviously he's coming back this year and then Dalton Schultz at tight end and then Tank Bell uh the Houston wide receiver and CJ Stroud who I think is going to succeed it'll just take some time but they're the worst team in my power rankings this week second worst at number 31 the Arizona Cardinals they went into the commanders and gave them fits. They had no reason to keep this game close, but they did. They were competitive. Um, what you like to see of a first-year head coach um, and with the third-string quarterback. You like to see it. Um, they kept it competitive with – I mean, I'd like you to name a guy on their defense. You could have named Isaiah Simmons, but now he's on the Giants. On offense, Josh Dobbs was thrown to who? I mean – Marquise Hollywood-Brown, who had one good year with the Ravens. Zach Ertz, who's way out of his prime. Um, so the Cardinals at 31, they're going to have a tough game against a hungry New York Giants team that just got embarrassed on national television against the Cowboys. At number 30, I had the Commanders. Last week, or preseason, I had them at 31. But I moved them up to 30 after this win. Can't really call it an impressive win. 
uh, being the Cardinals at home. Sam Howell really struggled. I do think with Eric Bieniemy, that offense is going to be better, especially they have some weapons in the backfield and Terry McLaurin. Um, 29, the Buccaneers. What do I take away from them going into U.S. Bank Stadium and being the Vikings? I don't think the Vikings are good this year as much as I want them to be. Um, I think they're going to struggle, but I guess I had to move them up from 32 to 29 because they did do it. Baker looked good in his first outing against a really bad secondary. Um, number 28, the Carolina Panthers. We kind of got what we expected week one. Some flashes of the number one pick, Bryce Young, and then obviously some struggles with him being with a first-year head coach, Frank Reich. A lot of staff and player turnover from last year. I have them at number 28. They can win some games this year. Number 27, Tennessee Titans. This is where I want to talk about Will Levis. Um, I mean, how much worse could Ryan Tannehill have looked last week? I know the Saints defense is good, as it always is. I know you're on the road, but Ryan Tannehill, they just drafted a replacement this year. I know a lot of people aren't high on Will Levis except for myself. I think Will Levis is going to be a starter and a longtime starter in the National Football League. I loved watching him at Kentucky. I think he's a big, strong, smart kid uh, who can get to the playmakers, DeAndre Hopkins, who can obviously hand off to Derrick Henry. I think that offense can be a lot better than it was week one with Ryan Tannehill running it. We didn't see a lot of anything that we needed to know of Will Levis um, in the preseason, and I don't even know if he's above Malik Willis in the quarterback room, but I would love to see them throw their early second-round pick in there and see what Will Levis could do because I'm high on him and I'm sad the Vikings didn't draft him. Um, at number 26, I have the Colts. Um, Anthony Richardson showed why the Colts took a gamble on him. I think uh, having Michael Pittman as a number one wide receiver and then some good young tight ends. Obviously, he doesn't have Jonathan Taylor. Obviously, Quinn Nelson has been struggling on the O-line. Um, the defense didn't help them out much, but they really hung in there. They fought against the divisional winners from last year and who could win the division again this year. The Jacksonville Jaguars kept it close until the end. Um, I have the Colts at number 26. Number 25, I have the Chicago Bears. The Bears, who looked really bad um, against Jordan Love. Didn't really see that one coming. Uh, thought Jordan Love would go in there and struggle a little bit on the road in his first Real start, I guess you could call it first season as a star with the Packers. But Justin Fields didn't look good. I do think this team is good enough to go in this week, um, maybe beat the Bucks, and have a successful, decent 8-9, and 7-10 type year. Uh, number 24, the Seattle Seahawks. Just confirmed everything that I found this offseason. They had some great draft picks, but Geno Smith is not the guy. Um I know what he said last year. I know what he did to earn himself a contract. Um, he said, write me off, and I still write back. But this year's going to be a little bit different for you, Gino. This is a must-win week one against the Rams without Cooper Cup, um, against the Rams with an O-line and D-line outside of Aaron Donald that haven't played many snaps together. One of the youngest rosters couldn't name a player on their offense except for Matt Stafford, who did Matt Stafford things on the road week one in your stadium. Sorry, Seahawks. You're number 24. I thought you'd be bad. Didn't think you'd be this bad. And now you have to go to Detroit week two. We'll see how that goes. Number 23, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't take them. I don't take away a lot from them getting murdered 
against the 49ers, other than Kenny Pickett looking really bad. When you have George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, Najee Harris, you have to put points on the board. I don't care if it's against the 49ers defense, especially at home week one. You'd think that you could put up some points. They didn't, but I think they bounced back good. Maybe good enough to win against the Browns week two, um, Monday night. Their defense won't look as bad as they did against the Niners who just tore it apart. Number 22, Minnesota Vikings. They could easily drop and drop and drop this year. Or they could go in to Philadelphia Eagles, prove everyone wrong, prove Vegas wrong by having them as six-point underdogs. And most of all, prove me wrong. I really hope they do. I'm optimistic. I'm rooting heavy for a good season, uh, rooting hard. But I just don't see it happening. Um, I think the losses of Delvin Cook and Adam Thielen were huge for this team. Uh, Jordan Asson is going to be good. I would have rather seen them take Will Levis, find a replacement for Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins going into Philadelphia on Thursday night could get ugly, but I think they put up points. Uh, I have them at number 22. Number 21, the Patriots, who barely lost and almost came back, started the game just horribly after Tom Brady gave a great speech um, against the Eagles. But Hunter Henry showed flashes. Mac Jones showed flashes of his rookie season. I think this is a nine-win team. Whenever you have Bill Belichick, how can you count them out, especially at home, which they're going to be against the Dolphins this week. Watch out, upset alert. Number 20, New York Giants, who just got slaughtered at home against the Cowboys. I mean, they had absolutely nothing on offense, especially, or defense working for them. I think they're a good enough team to maybe make the wild card, um, maybe perform as well as they did last year. But this year, I have them just missing the playoffs. I have them at number 20 because of how awful they looked week one. Um, But I'm not playing them – I'm not going to overreact too much because that Cowboys defense is really good. And I think Saquon, Daniel Jones, uh, Darren Waller, if he can stay healthy, this is a good enough offense to put up, put up enough points to win games, hopefully in the division so they can find themselves in the playoffs. But a rough, rough week one will only go up from here for you Giants fans at number 20. Number 19, the Denver Broncos, uh, who lost a really close one against the team that I'm putting just ahead of them. Number 18, the Las Vegas Raiders. But the Broncos showed signs of last season, which isn't good, which isn't, which is put not putting up enough points for your team to win. When you have that good of a defense, when you have a Hall of Fame quarterback, even though you don't have Jerry Judy, you gotta win this game against the Raiders, especially at home. I expect them um, to look a lot better this week against the Commanders at home. Hopefully, blow them out for their sake and get Sean Payne his first win as a Denver Bronco head coach. Number 18, like I said, the Las Vegas Raiders. Impressive road win. Got to give it to them. Preseason, I had them at um, – I had them – let's see. Preseason, I had them at number 26. They jumped up eight spots uh, going on the road and beating a division rival, the Broncos, Jimmy G, Devontae Adams. That relationship, that quarterback-wide receiver duo could be lethal this year. Number 17, the Atlanta Falcons, who I think – could win against a team that I have listed just above them. The Green Bay Packers are going into Mercedes-Benz Superdome this week. I think this Falcons, if you don't stop the run, good luck being them, especially in their own place. Uh, that offensive line, shout out Matthew Bergeron, was moving with Bijan Robinson um, and Tyler Agilier. I'll never say that last name right. But the Falcons looked like a team that's good enough to A, make the playoffs, 
B, maybe even win the division, take it away from the Saints um, this year. At number 16, the Green Bay Packers. Jordan Love, almost, I mean, not almost a perfect pass rating, but 125 passer rating. Got it to his playmakers. Got to Aaron Jones. He had Romeo Dobbs. He's going to have Christian Watson soon. And this offense is going to be good under Matt LaFleur once again, despite not having Aaron Rodgers, because Jordan Love will be a good enough replacement to get them in the playoffs, maybe win the division and fight against the Lions for the NFC North. Uh, Packers looked really good on the road week one against the Bears. We'll have a tougher challenge, I think, going into week two at the Falcons, who have a much better defense. But giving them props, moving them up um, from 18 to 16. Number 15, the Bills, who just dropped a lot. Dropped from 10 to 15 for my preseason power rankings. Because when Aaron Rodgers, first ballot Hall of Famer, Super Bowl winner, goes down four snaps into the game, you have to win that game. Josh Allen took all the blame, as he should have. Four turnovers, was careless with the ball. You have to, especially if you win the coin toss in overtime, beat the Jets. Despite being on the road, despite playing a championship-type defense in the Jets, got to win that game. They didn't. They're at number 15. Number 14, the Los Angeles Rams. Matt Stafford did Matt Stafford things with absolutely nobody except fifth and sixth round picks on the road in Seattle against a division opponent. I thought the Rams would be good. I thought they could win 10, 11 games, make the playoffs, maybe even compete for to win the division. And man, did I think right. Man, they look good at the Seahawks. Love to see it. Number 13, the Cincinnati Bengals. I have them just above the Rams because we know what's going to happen late in the season. They're going to get hot, but they always start slow. Uh, Joe Burrow just got paid as the highest paid player in NFL history and balled out to throw for 82 yards and lose, as I predicted, at the Browns on the road week one. Number 12 of the New Orleans Saints, who got the job done, not in the best way, um, but it takes time with the first-year head coach with a new quarterback, Derek Carr. Uh, Derek Carr will be a big upgrade from Jameis Winston. We saw it with the long ball to end the game to Shahid. Um, I think when Alvin Kamara gets back, this offense will put up more than 16 points against the Titans. But uh, week two, now they have to go on the road against the number one pick, Bryce Young, which they should start to know. Uh, number 11, Los Angeles Chargers. Weird week one game against the Dolphins, but what I kind of expected would just be fireworks back and forth, no defenses stopping the offenses. And when you need to drive most out of Justin Herbert, the offensive line just fell apart. Um, thought they fixed the offensive line in the offseason. Turns out they didn't because other than – I mean, it's a good front seven. It's a really good front four from the Dolphins, but you, I just – you can't lose that game. I know it's not technically at home because they never have a home game with as little fans that show up every week, weekend and week out as they do. But Chargers – dropping them from number seven to 11 because they just lost. Uh, number 10, New York Jets. This is where I talk about Aaron Rodgers a little bit. Um, you invest everything and every ounce of energy that you can to get while he's Elvis Prime, while he's on the back end of his career, a guy who can come in, take out Zach Wilson, give him a year to watch you, maybe two years to watch you, and then take over. But to come in, 
and maybe take the division, maybe get to the playoffs, maybe even win the Super Bowl. Uh, with this type of defense and with the playmakers that they have, Brees Hall looked really good. Delvin Cook looked good. Um, their offseason addition. And then Garrett Wilson and four snaps in. Poor Aaron Rodgers. I uh, saw this one before when the Vikings faced him week one a couple years ago, and um, Anthony Barr landed on his shoulder out for the year, but just hate to see it for Jets fans. I stay stick with Zach Wilson, have Aaron Rodgers be in his ear, coach him up, take him to the playoffs, and then see what Aaron can do next year for you if he returns, if he doesn't retire. But tough, tough, tough week one blow. Even though that defense kept them in the game, they got the ball back in their undrafted Sam or undrafted SF Austin's uh, rookie punt returner in overtime to walk it off. What a week one win, moving them up from number 12 to number 10 just because of the win, but I don't know how long they'll stay at number 10, especially going into Dallas and the way that defense looked. Uh, week one against the Giants. Number nine, Cleveland Browns, because what'd they do? Just took down Joe Burrow. Did what they were supposed to, even though it was a little bit of an upset. That defense looked really good. Uh, not letting Joe do anything, shutting down Jamar Chase, uh, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, stopped that whole offense and produced enough points to win that game. Deshaun Watson looked good. Um, as I expected. I'm moving them up from number 14 to number nine because of how great of a win that was at home. Uh, number eight, Jacksonville Jaguars. You can only take away so much from going on the road and be- beating a division opponent with a first-year head coach and rookie quarterback, but they did it because Calvin Ridley and Trevor Lawrence seemed to have that connection. They looked really good. Uh, Travis Etienne picking up right where he left off. Defense looked good. Uh, Moving them up from number nine to number eight. Good week one win. Week two will be a little bit tougher when you have Travis Kelsey, who could return. When you have Chris Jones, who just got resigned, and a pissed-off Kansas City Chiefs coming into your stadium. Number seven, speaking of, I mean, week one win, Detroit Lions. Going into Kansas City week one, uh, raising the Super Bowl banner. Didn't matter them. D.C. had these guys fired up. Uh, Jared Goff played well enough to win that game. Their defense, though, is what really stuck out to me. Really improving from last year, especially that secondary, who would let up 400 passing yards a game. It's like I was watching the Vikings and the Lions as the same team last year, but that defense with those draft picks of Sam Laporta, uh, Drew Campbell, or Jack Campbell, sorry, and Brian Branch all made huge plays on the road at the Chiefs, taking down the defending Super Bowl champs. Number six, the San Francisco 49ers. They stayed right where they were preseason, but, man, they look good. Um, this going on the road, when when you think about teams going on the road to Pittsburgh, do you think they're going to own the line scrimmage? Do you think Mike Tomlin will let them roll over? Not really, but San Francisco did because they have one of the most stacked rosters um, along with the Eagles in the league, and they're going to be dangerous. If Brock Perry can just do what he did week one every week, they could get to the Super Bowl, maybe even win it. There's a really good team at number six. Number five, just because of the quarterback position, Lamar Jackson, who's so special, um, struggled a little bit in his return from injury, um, having connection with his new wide receivers, Zay Flowers and OBJ. 
but this team's just going to be just fine, only laying up nine points to the Texans at home, winning um, controllably, winning with no doubt. Um, love to see that week one of Lamar and the Ravens. They're at number five. Moved down from number three, though, however, because this team at number four, the Miami Dolphins. Tyree Kill, is he the most ungarbled best wide receiver in the league? Uh, what he did to J.C. Jackson, Derwin James, that secondary in the Chargers on the road was outstanding. Tua looked really good. Uh, this offense was just humming on the road. Week one, took down the Chargers and got a key stop when they needed to at the end of the game. Number three, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, offense had, barely had to be on the field. Neither did the defense, but uh, this – Tony Pollard um, is going to be a great RB1 for them. Dak Prescott is going to make less mistakes, I think, with the more weapons you get him, especially at Shoemaker, Shoemaker at uh, tight end. And then CD is going to be CD. That defense is going to be that defense. And this team could see them in the Super Bowl all on Dak's shoulders if he can limit the turnovers or not. Really impressive week one on the road versus the Giants who were in the playoffs last year. Cowboys here at number three. Number two, Philadelphia Eagles. Going into New England, Gillette Stadium is never easy. Um, winning by five points is never easy. Almost blowing the lead, that's a tough scene, but they're going to bounce back, I think, unfortunately, week two against the Vikings, which is tonight, um, and find themselves back top of the division at 2-0. and They're at number two. Number one, Kansas City Chiefs. Do I care that they lost week one? Not really. I'm not going to say Mike Tirico and put an asterisk by their loss um, because they didn't have Travis Kelsey or Chris Jones. Injuries happen. Uh, contract negotiations happen. But they get those two guys back. Going into Jacksonville, I expect them to bounce back, win that game, upset alert at Jacksonville. Um, they have the greatest player in the world. They have arguably the best coach in the world. And that means the best QB head coach, combo, in the league for some time, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid. I have them at number one still. Is this the Cowboys' year? I have them at number three. That defense looks good enough, almost better than last year. They're flying around the field with Dan Quinn still at defensive corner. I think Dak can make the jump from not making mistakes, um, from making mistakes to not making mistakes and just getting the ball to playmakers. I think this team is good enough to beat the Eagles this year. It's going to be tough. I think the Eagles still win the division. But I think if it comes down to it, the Cowboys can find themselves in the Super Bowl. Cowboys fans are always going to say, is this our year? Is this our year? And that's as a Vikings fan, I get it. But it really could be. Um, week one, NFL gave us a lot, but a lot to look forward to. Episode number 41, taken into the Max Sports Podcast. Just a short podcast episode. We're out.